0: News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is Americanuck Radio with Mike Phillip. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to another super lucky special edition of American Hawk Radio. I'm Mike Phillips, coming at you live from Alberta, Canada. And man, I tell you, it's getting really nice out and there's less and less snow. You'd be hard-pressed to find it. Uh, there's little deposits here and there. And uh, man, I am so happy to see nice weather. You know, because we got like two weeks of it a year up here. So... Um, We've got a great show for you today I was texting with my buddy, uh, Emperor Palpatine You all know who I'm talking about The uh, Dark Lord of the Sith Junior Vice President of the Galactic Empire And he's a very misunderstood individual He really is He's, uh, he's got a lot on his plate, that guy And he, he ain't so bad once you get to know him A lot of great stories today uh, More proof that the numbers are being fudged uh, over COVID-19 and the great shutdown of society, as if you really need it. But we're going to drive the point home because I think it's important to do. Uh, this one coming out of Illinois, that's uh, ISO country. And uh, UK news, uh, people are clapping for frontline healthcare workers. And God help you if you don't. You will clap, I'm telling you right now. If you don't clap, then... Uh, We'll give you something to clap about. Like the clap, maybe. I don't know. Uh, a lawyer has a unique approach to shaming people on Florida beaches. And a uh, great way to get heat strokes. Smoking fags saves lives. Apparently. <laughs> and the Chinese Communist Partei is uh, threatening to, to sue the United States. And you'll never guess Why? I wonder why they call it a party, right? Party on, Chinese communist dudes, right? <laughs> uh, you know, and it's and it's really it's some good news coming out right now. Uh, Saskatchewan is talking about opening up uh, in May, by May 4th. Yeah, that's right, the premier of Saskatchewan. So if you're uh, looking for some great tourism... You can go to Saskatchewan and watch wheat grow. It's the number one pastime there. Or uh, possibly shooting gophers, uh, which, oh, man, if you've never been out shooting gophers, it is so fun. It really is. Uh, And and they're a problem for cattle ranchers and people with horses because those gopher holes, uh, well, imagine what happens to a horse at a full run if it steps into a gopher hole its leg is going to break. And then you're going to have to shoot it and eat parts of it and send the rest to the glue factory. And you don't want to do that, Holmes. So uh, the other thing, too, is it looks like Michigan is going to be opening up soon. And I really, really hope that the citizens of Michigan are not going to forget what the Wicked Witch of Michigan has done in your state. Uh, terrible situation. Winnie the flu, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was talking to my friend uh, from Alabama this morning, and he was saying, you know, I'm kind of losing respect for a lot of people that I used to think I knew really well, and they're buying into this whole COVID-19 thing. And, uh, you know, I see them getting scared and wanting to social distance, and And, uh, it's like, man, I, I never really knew you at all. And you know what? I'm finding the same thing. Uh, certain people that I thought were rational and tough and not easily scared are buying it up. They're going for it. They're, they're smoking the dope. They're stepping in it. They're believing the, uh, they're, they're sprecking the lingo. So, Uh, Without further ado, I want to launch things because uh, Emperor Palpatine is going to be stopping in at any time, and like I said, he's a busy guy, and uh, so he doesn't have much time. Let's launch this show. (laughs) because you can't turn on a woman doesn't mean the rest of us need a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are in deep, dude. American Radio. In your face. So if you head over to AmericanuckRadio.com, we've got lots of great stories, and uh, I'll be talking about them here on the show today. But, uh, yeah, China is threatening to sue the United States of America. Guess why? Because AIDS...
1: Everyone has AIDS. AIDS, AIDS. AIDS AIDS AIDS. AIDS 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 AIDS. Everyone has AIDS. And so this is the end of our story. And everyone is dead from AIDS. It took from me my best friend. My only true pal. My only bright star. He died. Well, I'm going to march on Washington, lead the fight and charge the brigades. There's a hero inside of all of us. I'll make them see everyone has AIDS. <laughs> my father, AIDS. My sister,
0: AIDS. My uncle and my cousin and her best AIDS, friend, AIDS, AIDS. The gays and the straights and
2: the
3: whites and the spades. Everyone
2: Everybody's got AIDS. AIDS.
0: in an especially unhinged editorial from China's state-run Global Times on Thursday uh they threatened to sue the United States of uh, uh for supposedly creating AIDS in the 1980s how would you sue the United I thought that that was an african that got drunk and uh you know did the the dirty deed with a monkey isn't that the story we were always given about AIDS uh yeah so, oh, by the way, that's right, no Rock Friday today. Um, I announced it in the chat earlier, and uh, the reason for that is because, so last Friday I did Rock Friday, and then the Leprechaun took over on Saturday, and it was a music show, and then I let the Leprechaun take Monday, because it was 4.20, and that was three music shows in a row. And out of respect to Mojo Five O, because it is a talk radio network, I decided to do my uh, normal... Whatever it is I do. So, yeah, AIDS. And when's the last time you heard of AIDS anyways? Right? Nobody dies of AIDS anymore. I I guess we uh, flattened the curve, right? Uh, People quit smoking fags. Uh, So in retaliation for the state of Missouri, filing a lawsuit against the Chinese Communist Party. Party on, Chinese Communist dudes! For unleashing the Wuhan coronavirus The basic thrust of the editorial is that sovereign immunity dooms such lawsuits to failure. And the CCP might add that China, or China, has a history of simply ignoring international court decisions it dislikes while prattling endlessly about globalism and multilateralism. Uh, There's tons of isms out there, isn't there? Since the CCP is incapable of making any argument without veiled threats, the Global Times mused about counter suing the u s for AIDS and destroying the entire international legal system or Rigo system if anyone tries to hold it accountable for the costs of the Wuhan virus as attempting to hold China accountable is absurd, and the Chinese government is protected by sovereign immunity, such a lawsuit will never succeed. And this is out of the piece. Even if some U.S. or Western courts support the claim for compensation from China, they cannot force China to pay compensation as long as China refuses. The Trump administration is attempting to create a new China hotspot by both overtly and covertly supporting such lawsuits in order to shift the fury of Americans over their federal government's inability to contain the spread of COVID-19. Wow. If China was a person, its name would be Karen. It will be another story if the U.S. federal government publicly supports such a lawsuit against China and uses its national strength to push it forward. This is I'm reading a Chinese newspaper here, and it's actually in Chinese, literally. Uh, you didn't know I could speak Chinese, did you? The U.S. federal government's first step would be to cancel China's sovereign immunity as defined by the Foreign Surveillance Immunities, or FSIA Act, of 1976. Such a move would have to be approved by the U.S. Congress and signed by President Donald Trump. If the U.S. really acts this way, it would open a Pandora's box and result in the collapse of the world's sovereignty immunity system. It would mean anyone could sue the U.S. government in their own country. An AIDS patient could sue it for compensation, for example. Uh, because the US government gave you AIDS. No government would enforce such judgments. The execution of such a ruling could only be carried out by forcibly depriving the defendant countries of their overseas property. which would lead to tit for tat. Uh, I'd trade tat for a tit. Retaliation and drag the world into chaos. Uh, Like, that hasn't happened, right? Uh, The last bit is more important than the wild talk about AIDS, which used to be GRID, which stands for Gay-Related Immune Deficiency, since the Chinese Communist Party on is eager to intimidate the world out of seizing any of its assets as reparations for the coronavirus. Hey, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Seize all their assets. I like it. I like it. A lot of countries could actually do that because they've been building ports in Africa and taking over their sovereignty on their territory. And uh, that's just me. Uh, The Global Times concluded with the CCP's party line whining about how international standards of law, transparency, and human rights are just a racket cooked up to keep Beijing and its client states under control. And only sinister oppressors would complain about how the CCP... Killed thousands of people around the world by keeping coronavirus a secret for so long. Uh, which is actually chicken feed compared to how many of their own people they killed in the last 40 years. Uh, they go on, the Chinese newspaper. Uh, oh, wait, I got to translate in English. The U.S. and other Western countries built a system that favors the Western camp in a hegemonic and bullying manner. They're bullying me. that's what China said these countries can't accept that China has grown stronger so they're pursuing a new round of bullying Uh, that's western speak Okay, they're they're saying that so that the Karens of North America will get upset about it because the Chinese communist government is all about bullying in order to block China's development that it's progressing faster than theirs which they couldn't have done without traitors in the United States That's just me. When it comes to the battle against COVID-19, China's measures have turned out to be more effective and the country is contributing to the world's virus prevention. If we regard the battle as a match, the U.S. is losing the game. So it's trying to manipulate the referee in order to gain the upper hand. And the U.S. has in the past acted as a hooligan in the political and public opinion spheres. And the hooliganism is now expanded into the judicial realm. Hooligans are cheats. Tate tells you who willingly break the rules when they can't win. And the U.S. Uh, acts are a good example of this. Yeah, okay. Uh, the U.S. didn't uh, isn't currently holding a million Muslims in concentration camps. Uh, you got that, chickadee China, the Chinese chicken, the Missouri lawsuit. The actual merits of which CCP is, of course, very reluctant to discuss charges of Chinese officials. Deceived the public. Suppressed critical information. Yep. Arrested whistleblowers. Uh, check. Denied human-to-human transmission in the face of mounting evidence. Check. Rooney. Destroyed critical medical research. Uh-huh, yeah, that's on the list. Permitted millions of people to be exposed to the virus. Uh-huh, Yeah and even hoarded personal protective equipment, thus causing a global pandemic that's unnecessary and preventable. Too much bat soup going over there caused Winnie the flu. Every one of those charges can be backed up with copious documentation, and most of them are undeniably true, as the links above will attest. The question is whether holding China accountable is legally possible. The Missouri lawsuit actually addresses that question. On information and belief, the Communist Party is not an organ, <laughs> organ, or political subdivision of the BRC, nor is it owned by the BRC or a political subdivision of the BRC, and thus it is not protected by sovereign immunity and uh, blah, 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 a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo. Uh, on information and belief at the relevant time, the Communist Party exercised direction and control over the actions of all other defendants. There you have it. Case closed. Ha! Slam dunk. Screw you, China. You got a problem with me? Hey, China, come and get me. Mike and Alberta here. Those guys are so ridiculous, and their propaganda is not even funny. It sucks. It's not even good. It's not even really good at all. And uh, so you know if if. We start uh, taking their stuff, right? Canada would have a lot of stuff to take away from China. Uh, not that Justin Gay Sox Trudeau would actually stand up to the Chinese Communist Party because he's kind of a satellite or, you know, subsidiary of China. But the U.S. could, and they could actually enforce it. I actually, um, I wonder if the United States of America has some weird kinetic energy uh uh, weapons that they could just take out, uh, you know, decapitation strikes of leaders in the Chinese Communist Party. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, and, and you know, same thing. I'm, I'm looking at the chat, and if you had listened to the show from the beginning, I explained that we're not doing Rock Friday today. Try to keep up, damn it. Uh, and, and I'm really happy, too, that there's a new sheriff in town with President Trump dealing with Iran because... Uh, you know obama was sending them pallets of cash and the navy was uh basically emasculated you remember those the footage of the iranians pulling over that us destroyer and uh, pulling it over <laughs> and uh boarding and everybody had their hands on their heads and uh i'm guessing that the united states navy would really like to get back at them for that mind you the uh <clears throat> The uh, Iranians, specifically the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, uh, is still smarting from the absolute spanking that the United States of America gave them back in Operation Praying Mantis when they mined the Gulf and uh, a U.S. ship to sustain damage. And the U.S. went in and promptly just obliterated their entire Navy and Air Force. That happened. Oh, that's got to hurt, don't it? But, you know, these things happen. And uh, I'm actually more of a fan of the United States just staying out of Iran altogether and just let them wither on the vine. In fact, I would think that um, the best thing to do with Iran would be just send weapons to their people. Seriously, airdrop guns and bombs to the average people of Iran and let them deal with their own leaders. Because if anybody hates the mullahs in Iran, it is Iranians. Let's shift to something else, shall we? Radio. It's kind of like the uh, the AIDS story, actually. It's all posted at AmericanHackRadio.com. Smoke fags lives. <laughs> save lives. Save a horse, smoke fag. Yeah, smoke fags save lives. There's not much to laugh about these days, but the news that smokers... Might be protected from COVID-19 is certainly one of them. I don't know if that's funny or not. but uh, and, and it makes sense, right? If, the, if your lungs are full of tar, then that little virus so it's pretty hard to dog paddle in uh, tar, right? That's what I would think. Which, uh, <clears throat> which study after study showing that smokers are underrepresented in, in coronavirus wards, the renowned French neuroscientist Jean-Pierre Changeau is working on a randomized controlled trial to test the effects of nicotine patches on COVID-19 patients. (laughs) Turned out it was nicotine all along. Uh, You idiots can't get anything right. Turns out you just got to start smoking. Huh? Huh? Uh, This is far from being a crackpot theory. Who knew? Chen Zhou has explained his hypothesis at length here. In simple terms, he says that nicotinic acetylcholine receptors play a role in the development of the disease and the nicotine can put a break on it if he's right and the banter, uh says he is it would not only save thousands of lives but would also be one in the eye for the public health groups who've been claiming that smoking and vaping are risk factors for COVID-19 uh, myself I've heard uh, both ways on this I've, I've heard it both ways that oh uh, smoking bad Or, you know, uh, uh, smoking good, you know? Have a cigarette. Uh, Suck on a fag. Um, You know what? I didn't think of it while I was putting this show together. But I think it's a good time for fag talk, don't you? Uh, But we're going to get to that in a bit here. These groups are so used to lying with impunity that they wasted no time in asserting that smoking caused coronavirus complications when the pandemic began In the U.S., newspapers have been filled with reports that smokers and vapers may, may, you never know, they just might be at greater risk from COVID-19, a weasel word that requires no evidence. Mm -hmm. Group doctors in New York urged Governor Andrew the Homo Cuomo to ban the sale of all tobacco and e-cigarette products on the false premise that mounting evidence demonstrates the link between tobacco use and increased risk for progressive COVID-19. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization has been taking occasional breaks from flattering the Chinese Communist Party to make evidence-free assertions about smokers being likely to suffer more from the coronavirus. I'll take my slow-moving lung cancer, thank you. Three weeks ago, Public Health England fished around for the emergency, uh, emerging literature and found a study from China involving a grand total of five smokers hospitalized with COVID-19. Oh, wow, five. Uh, it's an epidemic, I tells you. Of whom three suffered severe symptoms from this Crumb of minuscule evidence, they made the astounding claim that smokers with COVID-19 are 14 times more likely to develop severe respiratory disease. (laughs) The guangos should have paid more attention to how few smokers were in the hospital in the first place in a country where 27% of adults smoke. Only 6.4% of the COVID-19 cases were smokers. This was not a fluke finding. Awkwardly, awkward, for the anti-smoking lobby, smokers have been strangely underrepresented. Oh, we always have been. In all the studies for which smoking prevalence data is available, they made up just 1.4% of 0.00099973 people that actually uh, get the disease. And they they list out all these uh, different provinces in China, that uh, ended up having trouble with. And so with that, uh, I think it's a really good time to uh, indulge in some fag talk, wouldn't you say?
2: (laughs) This program funded by the British Arts Foundation. Hello, welcome once again to Fag Talk, the show where we talk about fags, and I must explain something, we're on in America now, and we'd like to welcome our American audience, except for the one thing, there seems to be some confusion with the cards and letters we're getting from the States, which uh, say that fag is actually a word used for something else there, and of course we're talking about cigarettes. On the show, so let's get right to it. Welcome, the fag Man Bob, the fag man, is here. Right, and welcome on the show. You've brought some lovely fags. Let's see what you've what got. Some great fags this right. week. This one right here is from Russia. Grab the butt of that fag right, right there. Okay, I've got yeah. the butt right here. I'm grabbing the butt of this. Slide fag. that fag right in. Your mouth. Right, I mean, slide the fag right in my mouth. Now I've got the fag. Suck on that fag. Mm. That's a great fag. Mm. I love this one. Now oh, take right. a look at this fag right here. It's much uh, bigger than all the other fags. That's that a big see. fag, you know. It's, it's a very large fag. It's a firm fag. It's, it's. Let me feel that. Oh, I like fag. the way that feels. Oh, it's just like a fondle, this fag, right, right. in my fingers you can fondle here. fondle that fag for days. And it's a big one. It's, it's big and, and it's together. hard. If you want to go to a different way, you could go with a small fag. Oh, look at that. That's, that's, a, that's fag. a tiny little fag. It's a look great one. Look at you, fag. little fag. Come here. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like the taste of that one and I like sucking on that fag. So those right. are three for today. That's right? wonderful. Thank right. you so much for being here. Bob, the fag man, has been on the show. <laughs> now, join us again next time when Bob and I visit a fag party. Nothing but fags and drinks. It's going to be wonderful all fags all the time right here on fag talk bye-bye
0: all right so i'm looking at the clock on the wall and it is just about time for a uh commercial break here on american Hawk radio on mojo 5 oh hey check it out our very special guest has agreed to pop in for us uh let's uh let's uh, see what he has to say here And
4: now, Pope Tweets by Emperor Palpatine.
0: When we are in a state of sin, we are like human bats who can only move about at night. We find it easier to live in darkness because the light reveals to us What we don't want to see, but then our eyes grow accustomed to darkness, and we no longer recognize the light. Mojo 5-0
2: It may not be the zombie apocalypse. As recent times have revealed, though, it's actually not crazy to be prepared. And being prepared is what MyPatriotSupply.com can do for you. You need a plan today. Only for Mojo listeners and for a limited time. You can get $70 off a two-week supply of 92 servings
3: or $100
2: off a four-week supply of 284 servings. You'll get meals packing 2,000-plus calories a
3: day with a 25-year shelf life by using PrepareWithMojo50.com. That's PrepareWithMojo50.com. Who are you trying to get crazy with, S.A.? Don't you know I'm loco?
0: Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. American Ack Radio. Big thanks to uh, Emperor Palpatine, Junior Vice President of the Galactic Empire. Dark Lord of the Sith, reading tweets from the Pope, and I, I actually got that idea uh, texting with uh, Dominic Izzo this morning. I told him I uh, we were going to do that, and uh, he thought that was pretty funny. Pretty funny indeed. Listen to Rance of Izzo at 7 o'clock Eastern on Mojo50.com and iHeartRadio. Uh, this is a really cool story. <clears> ha <throat> uh, <laughs> This is also over at AmericanHocRadio.com. Uh, decisions about opening beaches in our area are being made now. Now! This is Walton County, Florida, by the way. I wonder if Rocky lives near Walton County. Or uh, Jen. Jen, that's what she said. She stopped saying it, though. Quit her. Uh, so, one Florida attorney... Thinks it's too soon because, you know, attorneys are, they know about viruses and spread and, yeah, yeah. And and they're good for society, lawyers, right? Uh, in a now viral Twitter post he made only days ago, he promises to travel around the state dressed as the Grim Reaper to protest beaches opening up prematurely during the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, that's a really good way to die of heat exhaustion. Going to the beach on Florida in Florida wearing a black robe with a hood on. You idiot. And uh, people in Florida are not going to care if they're at the beach. They'll be like, hey, yo, death dude, come party with us. His name is Daniel Wolfelder, And he says sometimes you have to do drastic things to get people's attention. <laughs> like shut down society. Last month, he filed a lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis in an effort to get him to close Florida beaches an issue a stay-at-home order. Uh, he should go and uh, join that, make a class-action lawsuit with China for suing the U.S. parades. This time, though, he's promising to wear a Grim Reaper costume to beaches starting May 1st to send a message that this is not the right time to open. <laughs> This is not a wise thing to do right now. I would love to go to the beach myself. There's nothing I enjoy more than going to the beach. But in this situation, I think it's going to create a problem with drawing people to our area prematurely, said Ulfelder. He says there's no one that supports our beaches more than he does. But right now, they need to remain closed. Closed, I tells you, because when they open back up, people from all around the U.S. will flock this way. Flock this way! In this pandemic, we've been working try to do the right thing and not rush to, ha- uh, rush to have people come to Florida uh, to have this virus spread. My concern is that the progress we've made could possibly quickly diminish, said Ulfelder. Joke's on you, jackass. Turns out light and injecting and drinking Javex cures the disease. Moron! So Tuesday, he started a Twitter campaign with his plan to visit beaches and other places in Florida he feels should remain closed for now. Dressed as the Grim Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper, dude. The symbol of a Grim Reaper is a reality check as to what we're dealing with here, he said, sounding a lot like Lars Ulrich. I understand the pressure to do this. It's a big part of our economy, but this virus is deadly and it's very contagious and I think we should be thinking it through. He says medical experts he's spoken with in the Walton County area say beaches being closed has definitely helped flatten the curve of COVID 19 cases. No, well, we flattened the curve with AIDS. He tells Cherish Lombard that he doesn't have the answer as to when the beaches should reopen. He thinks time will tell. Well, it seems like you know everything. Hey, Mr. Lawyer in a Reaper suit. <laughs> Sung to the tune of Devil in a Blue Dress. Lawyer and re pursuit, re pursuit on. Medical providers, doctors, they're the ones who are the front lines who know that could happen if we overflood our system. And from my communication with them, uh, that it's too soon at this point, Wolfelder said. During his travels, Wolfelder is uh, raising money to support congressional candidates whom he feels are doing the right thing for our country. What a guy! What a great guy! Uh, the other thing that's going on uh, is that people in Britain are uh, hanging out the window and clapping for frontline care workers, and uh, it's turned into this thing where uh, you, you're really supposed to do it, really, really like you I am so gonna shame you if you don't clap. Uh, out the window or bang pots and pans together, and oh, you are so shamed! I I tell you, you are. And and uh, just a couple minute little piece here in a uh, uh, part of the show where I like to call it uh, Mike Phillips steals other people's work. Uh, Paul Joseph Watson did a really good little piece on how they're clapping, and since he's an actual limey, I'm going to let him explain. Uh, the situation before I get into the story over at com. Once again,
1: clap for the NHS. Meanwhile, Professor Richard Sullivan warns that excess cancer deaths will outstrip coronavirus deaths in the UK over the next five years. Why? people are avoiding the hospital. 2,300 cancer diagnoses are being missed each week because hospitals are devoted to Uh COVID-19. Cancer victims are being told they'll have to wait. Stroke and heart attack patients are also routinely waiting over two hours for an ambulance. Despite the fact that acute hospital beds across the UK are four times emptier than normal. Despite the fact that the newly built Nightingale Hospital in London has remained largely empty since it opened. And despite the fact that another overspill hospital in the Northeast built to handle coronavirus patients will probably never be opened. So, according to Professor Sullivan, there'll be more excess cancer deaths than total coronavirus deaths because of the disruption caused by focusing on coronavirus. No time for cancer patients, still plenty of time for this, though. <laughs> So January
0: 1st to March 30th of 2020, uh, there have been approximately 35,016 coronavirus deaths. Moment of silence, please. Now, on top of that, mothers dying during childbirth, uh, there's been 75,645 deaths. Uh, twice as many. Seasonal flu has uh buggered up hundred and eighteen thousand nine hundred and eighty people three times as many uh malaria cute fuzzy cuddly old malaria has killed two hundred and forty thousand and fifty six people suicide ah yeah all right uh has uh taken away two thousand uh two hundred and sixty two thousand four hundred and forty one people traffic accidents three hundred and thirty thousand three hundred sixty seven uh, AIDS, 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 AIDS has gotten 411,415. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. Alcohol, 612,105. Smoking and drinking cough, Feeve, 1,223,439. Cancer, 2,999,000. Uh, and uh, communicable diseases, 3 million, uh, but the granddaddy, the king of them all, abortion, 10 and a half m- m- million people died of abortion. Oh, but I'm supposed to be worried about the coronavirus, right? And I keep driving this point home, okay? I, I, keep, I keep driving this home. And uh, I will call Paul Joseph Watson a limey if I feel like it, okay? You in the chat tell me how to talk? The nervous of some people. But, uh, see, the, the, the real problem with all of this is a uh, bunch of ninnies, bunch of bossy bags that can't mind their own business. Got to horn in on yours, Right? Well, again, over on com, mother in the UK was unnamed and shamed on Facebook because she failed to participate in the weekly clap for the NHS. That's right. You will clap or a bunch of bossy bitches on Facebook will shame you. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m. in the United Kingdom, people emerge from their homes to applaud health workers for their role in fighting coronavirus. Like anybody gives a shit, right? Seriously, these uh, people going to work, uh, they don't care that you're clapping out the window. They just don't. The event has become a massive nationwide spectacle with people cheering, banging pots and pans And even setting off fireworks. I would have thought that fireworks would be illegal in the the UK. Let's call it the uck from now on. However, when one woman was unable to take part, she was accused of showing the street up. Oh, how dare you show up the street? Oh, no, you didn't show the street up. She was probably off smoking a fag. Oh, no, she wasn't. She described how she had a difficult time getting her young son to sleep, and she fell asleep herself before 8 p.m. I don't care if you've got a baby. You go to the window and clap, bitch. A post went on our community Facebook group actually naming... uh, I have to read it like her. A post went on our community Facebook group actually naming and shaming me. I was mortified, she wrote on Mumsnet. That sounds like a Russian word. The post said everyone else turned out, and I showed the street up. And if I can't spend a minute showing my appreciation, I don't deserve to use the NHS. If I or my family get ill, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't clap out the window last Wednesday at seven, did you? we sorry. We're going to have to turn you away from the hospital. The mother said she tried to ignore the post. But it, it got to her. It got her. It upset her. Uh, one NH- NHS worker responded to the post by defending the mother. Yeah, a little bit of common sense there. Just reply, sorry, I didn't uh, think I should leave my vomiting child to clap and shame him back. Ooh, there's a big shame fight going on. Isn't it funny that uh, people who have no shame whatsoever believe in shaming other people? Right, I'm guessing a lot of those people are the same ones that uh, think that you should give children gender-bending drugs and surgery. Oh, but they're going to shame you, <laughs> right? Why am I laughing? It's uh, unsurprising that people are now being publicly shamed for failing to display enough enthusiasm for the NHS because uh, enthusiasm creates awareness, and everybody knows that awareness is the cure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Theodore Dalrymple notes, the clapping bears the hallmarks of how citizens and party members under communist regimes were forced to feverishly applaud despots or face being labeled a dissident. Yeah, you remember that, uh, remember that coverage from North Korea when Kim Jong-il died? And, uh, people were... It was like a contest to see who could outgrieve the next guy. Uh, Otherwise, you'd be publicly shamed, which uh, meant being fed to dogs. And Theodore Dalrymple is right. He goes on to say, It reminds me a little in its tendency to get longer and louder and almost more hysterical of the applause after a speech by Nikolai Ceaușescu or other communist despots in which everyone in the audience had to show himself as enthusiastic and the most enthusiastic applauder. You're an applauder. And to continue applauding as long as somebody else was. And so, you know, it just kind of takes on a life of its own, right? You applauders are great. Uh, For it to be the first to stop might be taken as a sign of disloyalty and dissent from the official line, wrote Dalrymple. Well, somebody's got to stop clapping sooner or later, I would think, right? I mean, uh, your hands are going to get tired. The author described the weekly Clapathon, which uh, Clapathon would usually describe shore leave in the Navy as emotionally kitsch. Opining, there's often the implication that if you refrain from making it, and even worse, if you actively refuse to make it, oh yeah, you're in some sense an enemy, in this case of the people, writes Dalrymple. Uh, whatever your inner conviction, it is safest to join in. By doing so, you avoid drawing attention to yourself, and you're assumed to think and feel like everyone else. Uh, which is the safest. So keep clapping, jackass. As we highlighted yesterday, families of cancer victims who are unable to access treatment because of hospitals are devoted to COVID-19. Also express their displeasure at health workers for suspending or spending time dancing for TikTok videos. And I hate those so much. I I, I mean, like, so much. Those stupid uh, clapping or dancing videos with the, uh, especially when cops do it. It uh, you know it's one thing when medical workers do it because I've I've known lots of frontline medical workers that uh, I, I guess you could say were kind of on the uh, ditzy side a little. You know, uh, no disrespect. Hey, I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Hey, no, and don't don't say that I'm. Uh, uh, not loyal to the party. But, uh, yeah, I, I, when I see them doing those stupid dance videos, I just think to myself, that is the most unprofessional thing that you could possibly do. And you know what I think it is? It's uh, millennials coming into the workforce. Not all of them, by the way. Not all of them. Not all of them. But uh, lots of them. You know? And... uh it's, it's definitely uh, what I would uh, call uh, pointless, unprofessional, and a waste of time.
3: American American <laughs>
0: American Ec Radio is brought to you by American Pride Roasters Coffee. Go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Some of the best coffee on uh, the damn planet, I tell you what. Uh, my personal favorite is the Hamilton Burr Blend. And uh, isn't that funny to name a coffee after a uh, political assassination? Actually, no, I, I wouldn't call that an assassination because those guys agreed to it. They did. And uh, so, you know, you uh, agree to a duel in the street. If you get shot in the face, then, well, hey, that's that, that's, that can happen. Now, the global warming crap is firing back up again. Uh, I mentioned this on previous and subsequent shows that uh, Greta Thunberg is back in the news. And she's saying that, uh, you know, we... You know, we need to pay more attention to global warming just as much as we are with COVID-19 because uh, it's another one of those things that's going to kill us. And uh, by the way, uh, scientists I know actually figured out that the Mayan calendar reading was wrong from 2012 and they had to update it. But let's listen to this CNN piece. On global warming, it turns out we bought ourselves about another 12 minutes or so. What about the effects
3: that are harder to see? What is this pause in the Industrial Revolution doing to the chemistry of our sky? Locals in northern India say they can see the Himalayas for the first time in decades. That's awesome. And before and after satellite imagery shows how nitrogen dioxide pollution over North America's big cities is down by as much as 30%. But the blanket of heat-trapping gases around our planet is still thicker than ever. Ah, And there seems to be this perception that maybe the virus has helped humanity buy some time when it comes to global warming.
0: (laughs) It's uh, put oil into negative prices. I mean, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, is pretty happy about that. I mean, everything's ground to a halt. Damn it, people, what more do you want? All right, go on. What's What's wrong with that assumption?
3: Um, we have to keep doing this even more and do it for the next 30 years to really begin to bend the curve on the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. It's kind of like having a really huge bathtub uh, in the sky filled with pollution, and we have the faucet pouring, pouring, pouring more in. And all we've done is kind of turn down the faucet a little bit, but it's still filling up.
0: Thank- Uh, That's all we're going to do is turn down the faucet a little bit. huh? Huh? (laughs) No, we need to further shut down. Uh, This is just a drop in the bucket, uh, grinding everything to a halt and standing in line in the grocery stores. Uh, We've got to do more, damn it! But, you know, a- anything to buy us uh, 15 more minutes, right?
3: Thanks to the current oil crash, when the lockdown is lifted, we'll see the lowest gas prices in generations. And with Donald Trump's Environmental Protection Agency gutting dozens of regulations, experts say a spike in pollution seems inevitable. Both the <laughs> EPA and Earth Day were born when the air and water got too foul for everyday Americans to ignore.
0: Earth Day was born when the water and air got too foul for Americans to ignore. Hey, good point. I'm just looking at the uh, chat here. And uh, the Chlora Queen says toilet paper's worth more than a barrel of oil. You're right. You're right. Uh, go on, CNN. Fifty years later,
3: science is warning that the storms, floods and fires of the climate crisis are growing too frequent and too severe to ignore. (laughs) Saving what's left will take everyday folk everywhere, deciding that their planet deserves more than one minor holiday like a dead president, deciding that to save life as we know it, every day should be Earth Day. Virologists for years tried (laughs) to warn us that an invisible enemy would come out of the jungles if we just kept cutting all of them down. And they were right. So, if any good can come of this, Allison, maybe it's it's an understanding that the climatologists who are warning about the invisible enemy up in our sky and in our seas,
0: maybe we should take them seriously too.
4: We hope maybe. more understanding is the silver
3: lining here, Bill.
0: We just need more understanding. <laughs> understanding and awareness is the cure, right? Uh, these people are ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But you know what is an actual threat? Is China shutting down meat production and causing food price and stocks collapses all over? Let's head over to Greg Reese for a special report in the final minutes of AmericanHawk Radio. What's next for the coronavirus maelstrom?
4: meat shortages. Bloomberg is reporting hundreds of National Guard personnel are being activated in Iowa as coronavirus sweeps through meat processing plants in a state that accounts for about a third of U.S. pork supply. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds said 250 National Guard members have been moved to full-time federal duty status and could help with testing and contact tracing for workers at plants operated by Tyson Foods Incorporated and National Beef Packing Company. As the meat packing plants affected are stacking up nationwide.
2: Coronavirus cases in Iowa's Black Hawk County have doubled in recent days to 356. And public health officials say 90% trace back to employees at this Tyson meat packing plant. Their outbreak is not an isolated case. CBS News has confirmed COVID cases in at least 17 meat processing plants in 10 states, 13 of which have temporarily closed or are operating at reduced
4: Back in 2013, when President Obama was re-engineering U.S.-China relations to reflect the emerging Chinese century, Obama made statements like the one published by the left-leaning think tank Brookings Institution, stating, Obama understands that leadership comes with a price, and thus the United States cannot have leadership without strength. At the same time, he recognizes that the United States, quote, must be aware of the rise of emerging economies and its impact on the new world order, end quote. Part of this era of Chinese handouts included the buyout of Smithfield Packing Company, the largest pig and pork producer in the world.
0: Yes, folks, it's 300 years of tradition and taste you savor when you ask for a Smithfield barbecue James River brand at our refreshment center. Find a taste and
4: bought out by what was then known as Shanghai Group for $4.72 billion in 2013. It was the largest Chinese acquisition of an American company to date. The acquisition of Smithfield's 146,000 acres of land made Shanghai Group, headquartered in China's Hainan Province, one of the largest overseas owners of american farmland in the world in addition to owning over 500 farms in the us smithfield contracts with another 2000 independent farms around the country to grow smithfield's famous holiday hams is the food supply going to be
1: protected are on the at the end of the day is china going to pick the chinese versus america because they'll now control what percentage of the U.S. pork production? There'll be a very large percentage.
3: I think to your constituents back home, it's the same old Smithfield. Nothing's going to change. This is going to be an American company. We're going to continue to operate like an American company, and we're going to cont- continue to protect these brands.
2: Shangwei is buying Smithfield for its brand name. Unreal. And. To assuage the horrible reputation that China has so far as food production goes and exports of no food. It's gene technology. Our competitors will now be dealing with a Shanghai Smith field that's as inscrutable as any other Chinese company. Uh, any, any other, um, any sorts of inf- information will not be made public, for example. It'll go through that morass of Chinese uh, dissemination.
3: China's looking at this as an opportunity to feed their people. One of the concerns or questions
2: I have is whether or not your brand, which will be put on Chinese pork, which has been less than stellar, uh, and uh, is, is going to be a problem for your brand uh, down the road. Yeah, it's I all have about spoken the brand. to people in China, and this acquisition is being very carefully monitored. There are other companies that are waiting in the wings to buy more companies.
4: However, as Reuters reported, Arnold Silver, Smithfield's director of Raw Materials Procurement, said at a recent industry conference that sales to China could eventually create bacon and ham shortages for American consumers.
0: Well, that's great if you're a Muslim uh, or possibly a Jew. But uh, to a guy like me who likes his bacon in the morning, that's not a good thing. And uh, I've had listeners in different states tell me that their meat packing plants are shutting down. And uh, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But you know what? It's actually better, I think, if uh, we can get Chinese influence out of our meat industry in North America. I really do, because they just don't have the same practices and standards. And only that, but they can flood in uh, COVID-infected agents to cough on your pork chops, right? So uh, this is actually not a bad thing, I, I think, you know. And uh, you know that Trump has got something up his sleeve here. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm pretty sure of it. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Thanks for listening to American Uck Radio on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick around for... Jim Dawes. Yeah, Jim Dawes coming right up here. He's down in Florida. I bet you he covers that story about the Grim Reaper. I wonder if Jim Dawes is going to see the the Grim Reaper at the beach, huh? Reaper at the Beach with Jim Dawes. Everybody have yourself a great day and an even better weekend. I'm going to do some yard work this weekend and uh, a lot of drinking. That's my plan for this weekend. America Radio. Radio. Dr. Glidden tomorrow. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five.